What's going on, everybody? It's your host, Rob Morris. You listen to the Rims and Nets podcast, episode 20. We got a stacked show this week. Basketball's back, everybody. Um, we're going to get into a lot of things this week. You know, uh, particularly really focusing more on the NBA to start the show since it's the the first day, officially the first day. I feel like this is the first day of the season, even though it's preseason starting up. So it's and preseasons uh, is usually short. It's only about three or four games for each team. So it's before you know it, you know the regular season uh, regular season opener will start in a couple weeks. So everything we got to gear everything up. You know, all my content that I have for, like, high school and college, we, we're we going to wrap all that up, and we're going to be more geared into NBA. Um, well, I'm still going to have a portion of the show dedicated to that, to, like, you know, the high school, you know, news, and and, and obviously the college basketball news. So we'll, we'll still have that part of the show. But obviously the NBA is probably the meat of the show. So particularly, you know, focusing on the Celtics, we're gonna you're gonna have a lot of Celtics coverage throughout the year. So, you know, so stay tuned for all all the news. I'm gonna try to have podcasts regularly every week. I know I've said that, and then I you know you probably won't hear from me, you know, two weeks or so. But now that now that basketball is officially gearing up in all levels. I have to like have one have to have a show every week. There's a few things outside of you know outside of this that I have to focus on, but as far as I know, that's pretty much all situated. It's um, I'm going to be all in on this. Like I said, I had other ideas during the summer that I was um, that I was letting you guys know of or updates of what I was going to do, you know, to kind of you know upgrade the content and whatnot. So we're going to get to that as well. Obviously, I'm going to try to get guests throughout the year. Uh, like I said, I was able to get two guests during the summer, but now uh, I'm going to definitely focus on getting more guests now that the, the actual games are playing. Uh, the off season is a drag, obviously, in August and September. It's definitely um, probably the slowest part of the year when it comes down to news. So once you know we get all the games started, it's actually a lot more room for conversation. So then I will be able to probably try to get some guests on as well. And we can talk about, you know, everything basketball, which I'm excited about. And I hope you guys are too. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a, it's going to be a great season, man. I'm excited about it. I, I can't wait to see what it's going to detail. Um, and obviously, this is the start of it right here. You know, start of the NBA season really kicks everything off for everything else. And really, everything else um, pretty much, obviously, I'm not going to really try to angle it like it's connected in some way. But I feel like it is It is. The, it is what all basketball players in all levels from all the way to your you know, eight years old playing AAU teams or, or those little, uh, uh, 
I'm trying to describe those those leagues that you played in when you was like little, when you're eight years old, nine years old. But I know like you played in those uh, you know, those little high school, not high school, but uh, elementary school to to middle school. You played in those. A, you really started in middle school. So I'll probably say middle school on, you was dreaming about being an NBA player. And like I said, everything all dictates to those dreams and those inspirations of being an NBA player. So it all starts today, and we're going to kick it all off with a lot of uh, media day news. Particularly, we're going to focus more on the Celtics to start. Obviously, on Friday... Kyrie Irving finally spoke out on, you know, all the struggles of last year. And I don't, listen, I don't want to even get into Kyrie Irving like that. Like, I know last year is last year. I'm going to move, try to move on from it. But I'm just going to speak on this real quick. Um, it, It's it's crazy what he said. I mean, he said all the, you know, it was parts of the interviews that, I mean, I, I didn't hear the full interview in, in full. I just heard highlights of the interview or partial um, clips of the interview. But he started out saying, like, um, why? like I said, I can't even really say if he started out that because I've, I've heard only portions of it. But as far as I know, like, of the portions that I've heard, that I've listened to, Kyrie's saying, like, that he, uh, his grandfather died in October of last year, and that's why his, you know, he wasn't able to have the focus to, he wasn't able to have the focus that he needed for the rest of the season, and it really created, you know, why he was so temperamental, and why he was so moody, and why, you know, one day he would be, you know, happy-go-lucky, another day he would be, you know, he wouldn't want to, like, deal with anybody, and I just think that's a bunch of BS, man. I just, my opinion, that's a bunch of BS. He's all—he's only saying that just to cover for what he really intended to do was he wanted to go, you know, to play for either the Knicks or the Nets. That's been the rumor since he left in Cleveland that that's where he wanted to go. And well, I wouldn't say I—I just we just knew that it was always a chance that he could have went to the Knicks. We didn't know that it was actually going to be the Nets, but either way, he's still going back to New York. That's just a, really just a cover-up to really just cover up that he really wanted to go back home, you know, to play for his hometown team. So I don't believe that. I just think, like, everyone, like, I don't want to be insensitive about it because I know we all have, you know, our family members that that have passed away and, we, you know, we, like I said, we, you know, we take up, you take, you know, you take work off, but you don't let it, you know, you don't let it dwell you or de- he described as, as it being the, de- him being depressed by it. You can't be depressed the whole season. Like, and you, and like, basically you're saying like, oh, okay, my, my situation with my family is more important, which it is, listen, it is, your family is more important than basketball. I'm not saying it's more important than basketball, but like I said, those feelings all the feelings should always come and go. You know, you can't dwell on that stuff the entire season. I just thought he really kind of really pushed that narrative a little bit too little bit too strong to really be believable or really to really say that's all that it is. 
that he's trying to cut. He's really just trying to cover up that he just wanted to go to Brooklyn or he wanted to just come back to New York end of the day. And he wanted to team up with, with Kevin Durant. That's what the plan was since All-Star break when they were in that hallway, you know, you know, conversing, saying that, you know, saying that Kyrie was saying to, uh, to, to rant, there's two max slots. And in the reporters and, and everyone that was filming that incident knew what he was saying and knew what he was referring to. So it's just like, I don't believe that. And then I think there was another portion of it that he was like saying that, um, oh man, I'm drawing a blank right now. But like far, far as I know, that is probably the main thing I thought of it was really like really surprising that he would say that. But I mean, I would, I shouldn't be surprised cause it is, that's who he's been. He just doesn't like to take any accountability and, but he did also follow it up. I'm just remembering it. He did follow up and say that, you know, you know, as far as the, you know, the environment of playing in Boston, um, that they had a lot of pieces and, he felt like that he wasn't the best, you know, he did a, he did a, he did a hard, he did a, I wouldn't want to put words in his mouth. I'm just, you know, paraphrasing, but he did a horrible job of leading or basically he just did, he did, he failed as a leader. So he also, like I said, it just, I felt like if he would have just said that and just left it at that, you know, we would be looking at him in a different light. But a lot of Boston, you know, Boston fans, you know, after hearing all that, they just the only thing they hear is that him just making excuses, saying that his grandfather is the main reason why that that he wasn't able to be the leader that he was or or he had a he had a, you know, a miserable season while he created a lot of, you know, uh, chemistry issues in the locker room. So you, I just that really sticked out as probably the probably the wrong thing he should have he should have never said that he, that was the wrong thing to say and he, he should have just kept it for what it was he should have said that he failed as a leader and just kept it at that like but i'm i'm far as i know i'm done i moved on from Kyrie Irving. that's probably the last thing i want to hear of Kyrie Irving since you know you probably will see him you know because he's in the division the celtics will see him and you know they'll play them four times during the year home and away so you're gonna hear a lot from Kyrie throughout the year here and there, but as far as I know, I'm not going to be have an ongoing discussion about him because it's just like, it's I got to move on. Like, it's a new year. We got a brand new team that I'm excited about. Uh, I just uh, just binge-watched all the um, the uh, Celtic player interviews of Media Day, so I'm excited to, to get to know all the players and stuff. And and it was, it was really good to hear from... Um, you know, main, the main pieces that we, you know, that are really going to be the core of this team, um, Gordon Hayward. I thought Gordon Hayward, um, you know, it was it was nice to hear him say that he had no restrictions. He was able to work out every day in Boston, and and he really was, you know, really attacking his workouts every day, getting in there early. He was doing everything he needed to do to really get ready for the season, which he couldn't do last year. So I feel like that's going to make a huge difference of what he's going to do, and and his play is going to really um, demonstrate that. And then obviously Jalen Brown, hearing from him, he cut his hair. So you know the same Jalen Brown that we know. You know, doesn't say too much. 
obviously, you know, you know, he obviously played a team USA had, you know, had glimpses of, you know, what he could be, you know, the athletic player that we all know that he is. And obviously I've, you know, he's, he, he definitely barked on like what role he's going to play. He's kind of was like, didn't know what role he was going to play this year. I thought that was kind of interesting. You know, Brad didn't really, you know, tell him yet what his role will be in, you know, for this upcoming season. He said, did he play in a whole bunch of roles? I thought he's exaggerating with that. Maybe he's just barking on that he wants to have a consistent role. So that's probably why he really got into that and saying that he played in a bunch of roles where I feel like he probably played maybe one through three for the most part, which is not really asking a lot for him to play that. But, I mean, I feel like that's just his way of kind of, you know, getting at the – either getting at the coaching staff saying that he wants to have a consistent role this year and maybe that's basically just saying that he wanted to be a starter basically that's what he's saying he didn't want he probably doesn't like coming off the bench so i don't know he's as far as i know he's got to work for it like he can't complain about it he he has to get you know if he wants to be a starter he has to show that he is a starter he has to have you know play like you know, it was a lot of times early in that year, he just wasn't playing well. So he should blame nothing but himself and not really, really get on that. OK, I know that I don't like the role that I'm that I want to be in, but. I have to do I have to do whatever it takes to be a starter in this league and I have to be more consistent. So I don't know. I'm just trying to read between the lines. I, I mean, as far as I know, I could be wrong. But that's far as I I, I feel like that's kind of how it seemed like that what he was saying or how it came off that he was like didn't really like the role that he played last year. But um, yeah, and also Jason Tatum got interviewed and um, obviously, you know, they get hurt, you know, during the, um, the FIBA World Cup. So, you know, he's able to get a little rest in a way because he wasn't playing so you know he hasn't he's definitely feeling a lot more healthier he's definitely um the ankle is definitely feeling a lot better that's what he said in his uh his presser and then yeah marcus smart he showed up in a robe (laughs) that uh that one of the team um managers or whatever gave to him he joked about that saying that he always wear robes all the time so i thought that was pretty funny it was nice. It was nice to hear the young guys as well. Um, you had obviously Taco Fall talked and brought up that he was in Nigeria, met the president in Nigeria. You had um, Romeo Langford, which you know, something about Romeo that I like. I love his. I love his. Uh, he has a very candid personality. He's very polite and stuff. And but he's you know, we all know what type of player he is. He's a hard worker. Like these young, these young players could definitely, uh, they're definitely gonna help, man. I think Carson Edwards is gonna have probably the biggest role on the team. I would say coming into this year, um, you haven't got to see Romeo Lanford yet. He's been hurt with the uh, the dumb. But far as I know, he's cleared to play, so he'll be ready to go from the jump. Just, you know, that'll be interesting to see how he does in the preseason because we haven't we haven't got to see him in the summer league. So, a lot of storylines. A lot of storylines with the Celtics. We're going to continue barking on all, all those throughout the year. 
you know, definitely keep you guys updated on the preseason. Every week, I will have a podcast to really start out the Celtic talk or any big news that will probably maybe overtake that. But for the most part, I'll probably start out with Celtics probably every show and then go on with other topics after that. But uh, it was good to uh, see all of them. You know, everyone's in good shape. They said that everyone, you know, Brad Stevens also talked and said that everyone was in shape, which that's good news. That shows that they might, they could possibly have a really good start this year. You know, you know, there's some guys that don't show up to camp in shape. And as far as I know, that it, it looks like, and they look like they're all in shape. It's going to be interesting to see. Again, that's always been the storyline throughout the offseason. Um, who's going to be the starting center? Um, obviously I would say he's going to be in his canter to start out, but you know, who knows how Vincent Poirier could do, who knows how Robert Williams could do. Robert Williams looked like he was in really good shape. Um, and I thought Vincent Poirier did really well in the FIBA World Cup, really showed his, you know, his, his ability to, to rebound. And I think they're going to be a really good rebounding team this year, having, having Ennis Cantor and, and Poirier. And Robert Williams is a pretty good rebounder as well. So they're going to have a very good... And Tice is a pretty good rebounder. So they're going to be a pretty good, solid rebounding team. Tatum is a pretty good rebounder. Jalen Brown can wing about, rebound at times at the wing. Smart as well at times. So I think that's probably going to be the one thing that you'll see more improvement on than you've seen in the past. They're going to be a much more, more of a more interior team that can kind of attack the interior. And his cancer obviously can play well on the block. So... That's gonna be uh, it's gonna be something to watch throughout the year to see how they improve on that. But I think that's probably gonna be the, one of their strong suits, able to really be a really good rebounding team and just people worry about like they don't have the size, but I feel like they do. It's just like this is unproven. I just think they have enough. I just think it's just unproven. We just have to see what they have, but it looks like the potential is pretty high for it to be pretty good. Far as I know, the you know the you know those those complimentary pieces did play well during the summer. You know, as we've seen, and you know a lot of those guys played in the FIBA World Cup, and we kind of have a glimpse of what they could be. But yeah, like far as like around the league goes, um, I seen the Al Horford presser. Got to see him talk a little bit. Um, which that's obviously an interesting thing to see how he does in Philly. Um, he felt like this, uh, he, you know, he, the biggest reason why he came to Philadelphia is because he wanted to play alongside Joel Embiid. So that that tells you a lot. That I mean, he's he's very high on Joel Embiid's potential to be one of the best bigs in the league, and I think he is one of the best bigs in the league. So if that's what it is, I mean. I mean, that really just shows you that, that Al wanted to, he wanted to take the, more of the burden off. I feel like he had a lot of, he had, he had to really carry the burden of playing inside a lot with this Celtic team, you know, the past couple of years. So I think Joel Embiid is what kind of a way to really um, create an opportunity for him to maybe extend his career. I feel like that's probably was something that he probably needed to to extend his career so it's not so much on him uh, you know they Joel Embiid is a guy that is a double double 
you know, machine. He's a he's a really good rebounder. So Al all really Al has to really do is probably be more of a you know, a floor spacer and he doesn't have to really depend you know, he doesn't really have to rebound like he did in Boston. Because by far he was like the best rebounder. And now he can kind of just focus on doing all the little, you know, things and be kind of like their glue guy out there. So, I mean, as far as I know, that was probably the biggest reason that I was able to take out of that interview. Um, there's a few other. Um, I, I wasn't able to get into a, a lot of them today. I had a lot. I had a long day. I just got out of work. Not too long ago, but I was able to catch a lot of the Celtic ones. I just wanted to really, really take in a lot of what they were saying. But uh, but probably uh, next week we'll focus more on some of the headlines in the preseason around the league. We'll get into that more so next week. But like I said, I, um, we do have a lot of a lot of other stuff to cover. Um, we're still doing the um, the high school top 100. That still has to be done. Uh, we're going to get through uh, 20 through 40 of that. So we're going to get into really the nitty-gritty of that list, The probably the, the creme of the creme, the, one of the better, like probably the best prospects that you're going to find in that region are going to be in you know in the 20 through 40 uh, portion of that list. And that, which I like to call tier two, that's the tier two part of the list. And then obviously next week we're going to get into tier one, which is one through 20. So we're going to get into that later on in the show. Um, also, we uh, we just we're going to continue the college basketball top 10 for New England. Um, we, we last week we did five through seven. Now we're going to do one through four. Um, there's a bunch of heavy hitters in that teams that probably will be flirting with top 25 rankings as well as NCAA tournament bids so you definitely want to stay tuned for that those are probably the best teams that I would say are the best teams in New England as far as college basketball standpoint and so yeah it's a lot to cover we will get to all of that and more so so that will cover the second, the first segment. We'll be right back with the second segment with all those lists and all the high school news. You listen to the Rims and Nest podcast. This is your host, Rob Morris. We'll be right back.